Welcome to tonight's edition of Nightly Halacha. Nightly Halacha is an ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial from Studio B of the Weiss Entertainment Network. Uh, we will begin tonight a journey that's going to last uh, a bunch of weeks. Um, we're going to try on some level to at least highlight um, some major uh, areas of both halacha and, of course, hashkafa that relate to Yom Noraim, and then as we get closer to Sukkot, Sukkot as well. Now, um, I want to point out also, um, next Monday, next three Monday nights, uh, we'll, we'll be on for an extended edition of Nightly Halacha on a different uh, link. Um, and I'm going to give a full-length shear. Uh, we're going to call it Likras Yom Adin, uh, in preparation for Yom Adin, and I'll, I'll discuss some things more in depth uh, for for starting next Monday night, for the next three Monday nights from nine to about nine forty-five, uh, we'll, we'll do we'll do that. So please, uh, I will obviously remind people, and please uh, please join us for that as well. Uh, of course, women are invited. Women are invited every night, technically. So anyway, all right. So let, let me let me tonight begin with a perspective. Um, um, if you if you listen to the Novi Shir, we were at the Novi Shir, so I shared a little bit of a perspective last night. So uh, I'll just reiterate in, in, the, in the very short version of it. I think that Chodesh Elul has to have come with two parts. It has to come with optimism and, and sincere introspection. That on, on the one hand, we should, if, if we've done a lot of great things over the last year, we should feel optimistic about that. And we should feel optimistic that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to look down upon us in a favorable manner. On the other hand, um, there's always more we can do, and we, there's, always, there's always growth. We're not allowed to. Um, we're not allowed to be stagnant. Stagnation is the worst worst concept in Yiddishkeit. You gotta always be growing. You always have to be moving up. So then, so the introspection is, well, maybe I could have learned more. Maybe I could have given more sedaka. Maybe I could have done more chesed. Maybe I, maybe there were mitzvahs that I should have done. Whether whether. Uh, uh, that that maybe I can do more often. Did I daven three times a day? Did I wear sitzes? Did I make brachas? Did I you know? Uh, did I bench? Did I say al Did I, you know whatever it is? Uh, you know every person has to come up with that introspection um, on on their own. So I, I think that's the, that's the du- double side. But then on the positive side, we say that you know we really did a lot, and and Mr. Shem, we should continue. Hashem should grant us the health and the koya to continue to do those great things. So that's a, a little bit of a perspective that I I shared a little more at length last night, but um, I, I think it's important as an introduction. Um, I'm going to read to you the words of the Orach Hashulchan, Rabbi Chiel Michal Epstein. Uh, who lived actually uh, at the beginning of the 20th century. I think he died in the early 20th century. Anyway, this is what he says. And he shares a, um, a perspective on a minhag of Chodesh El. Tanya Pirke de Rabeloza. Pirke de Rabeloza is like Pirke Ovos, uh, and it's a, a Tanaic teaching. Rosh Chodesh Elul, Amal HaKodesh Baruch Moshe. On Rosh Chodesh Elul, which was today, Hashem said to Moshe, Alei Eli Hahara, go up on the mountain. Sha'az Allah le Kabel because that was the time when Moshe went up to ask for forgiveness on the Chaita Egel, and that was the time where he came down on Yom Kippur, as we'll, as we'll discuss with the second set of Luchos. And what did he do? The Heviru Shofar Bamachana, and he sounded the Shofar in the camp. 
Ola lahar kedesh lo yitu kamoshato bereshes b'maisei ego. What was the mistake of the ego? So it said Moshe told them to count the next from the next morning, and and he said I'll be back in forty days. Well, they they counted from that day instead of from the next morning. And when he didn't come back, they started getting panicky. And there's the Midrashim with the Satan. He showed them pictures of Moshe not alive anymore. And there was different, there were different ang- angles to the Chetag. So here Moshe delineated. He says, I'm blowing the shofar. The blowing the shofar is the symbol of me going up to Harsina. Nis'ale also, sh- and, and it says, Ba'kadosh Baruchu nis'ale also shofar. And a Kodesh Baruch was elevated with that shofar. Shenemar, as it says in the parag that we say before Tekiah Shofar, I think it's chapter 47 of Tehillim. Um, I was confused if it's 47 or 48, but I think it's 47. Shenemar, Allah Elohim Bisruah, Hashem Bekol Shofar. Hashem is elevated with the shofar and with the sound of the owl. Ki HaShofar, Hitzil Es Yisrael Mechet. Since the shofar saved us from judgment, from sin, and Elul is the last month of the year, and it's the month that's, that's particularly set aside to repent, to do tshuva. Chachme Amusa Ramzu Mikra, the Chachme Amusa say that the month of Elul is alluded to in a pasuk in Shira Shira. What's the pasuk say? dodi, I am to my beloved, vidodi li, which is which which if you take the first letter of each of those words, it spells out Elo. Ani is the Aleph, Lidodi to my beloved, Lamid, Vidodi Vav Li, Lamid. Again. So the month of Elul is a time of deep connection. Hashem is to me, and I am to Hashem. Uh, but we have to take that first step. Uh, and that's the hint. Now is the time that all our thoughts go towards Hashem. That we have to be thinking um, of Hashem. Uh, and, when, and when we do that, Gam... If we commit ourselves in the month of Elul towards Hashem, so Hashem will commit himself towards us and watch over us. The blowing of the shofar is also appropriate to get people to repent. The Pasuk, I think in Yoel, says that if we blow shofar in the city, is will there be anyone that will hear the sound of the shofar and not tremble? So for this reason, since the shofar represents tshuva, the shofar represents the turn of our hearts towards Hashem, so the custom has become that we blow shofar uh, each and every day of the month of El, of course, except for Shabbos. And also, we'll, we'll talk about we don't blow on the last day. We'll get that in a second. Uh, and, 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 
Miyom Sheni Shel Rosh Chodesh. We start from the second day of Rosh Chodesh because that's the L. Uh, on the first day of Rosh Chodesh is is twenty nine Av. Uh, no, sorry, not twenty nine. Thirty Av. And today was actually Aleph, the Rosh Chodesh Elo, and that's why today we began to blow show. Um, he says some the Aruch Hashogun says some had the custom to blow shovah both at, in the morning and at night. He says us us Ashkenaz people, uh, we only blow shovah in the morning. We blow tekia, shvarim teruwa, and tekia. We'll do a much more deeper analysis of the sounds of the shofar in one of the Monday night shiurim coming up. Levad b'shabbosos ever Rosh Hashanah. We don't blow shofar on Shabbos. We don't even blow shofar on Shabbos when it's Rosh Hashanah. So we certainly don't, not going to blow shofar and Chodesh Elul on Shabbos. And the other time is ever Rosh Hashanah. Demavsikin ben tekias the reshus letekias de lechovas etzibatat Torah. Why don't why don't why don't we blow shofar in uh, on ever Rosh Hashanah? So. So there are two reasons brought down. The Mishnah Brewer brings down two reasons. One, to confuse the Satan. So this, when the Satan hears a stop blowing shofar, he'll think that he missed Rosh Hashanah and he missed his chance to mess us up and we scare him off. So, uh, you know, of course, because I always, I, always, I always joke about this. Doesn't he get, didn't he get it by now that, that it, we, we do this trick every year? But, but, but the halachic reason why we don't blow shofar on 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 er, on Ere Rosh Hashanah is because the month of Elul is a custom. It's a custom to blow shofar. It's, it's a custom to arouse to arouse people to to do tshuva. Uh, Rosh Hashanah is one of the six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs. It says in the Torah, Yom Tshuva Yelachem. So we want to show a separation between custom and a mitzvah. So so we don't blow shofar on that on that last day. Um, there is a there is a custom. Um, that I wanted to mention before we stop um, of of on well we passed it on on that some people have a custom on Erev Rosh Chodesh Elul which is called Yom Kippur Katan so I don't know when they did that I think they must have done it on Friday this year because Erev Yom Kippur Katan is was Shabbos where people some people fast on Erev Rosh Chodesh but more 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 important a lot of people say special slichos on Erev Rosh Chodesh now some there are many people who do it every month. But there are there are a whole slew of people that do it specifically on um, on on Erev Rosh Chodesh Elul to signify the idea that 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 the Yom Adin uh, is coming. Okay, well we're going to stop here for tonight. I just wanted to give you that perspective. We spoke about what we should what are we should be thinking about our optimism and our introspection. We spoke about the mitzvah blowing shofar and how shofar brings us to do tshuva. Um, and then we spoke about why we don't blow shofar on Erev Rosh Hashanah. So those are the things we covered tonight. And Mr. Hashem will continue with more in Yonim of Chodesh uh, We'll talk about the David Hashem Ori, talk about some of the other customs, uh, Slichos, etc. And then we'll get into Rosh Hashanah itself. Have a good night, everyone, and we'll stop here.